everybody, this is Phil Riccobono, who is totally boring compared to the guy I got coming on now, Don Barris, uh, from the creator of Windy City Heat. Hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Yeah. You're not boring just comparing to me. You're boring <laughs> to a lot of people, okay? But go on, keep Look, going. This is true. Keep going. Uh, this is the Coming to America Baseball.com podcast, episode 20. Wait, hold on, hold, hold on, hold yeah. on. You can name the, the, the stuff you have to name later, like the title. You're in the middle of introducing my credits. Get back to that. Go. All right, three, two, one. All right, here we go. What do you mean, uh, three, two, one? Just go. Don't cut anything out. Keep it live. Show them how you screw up. All right. Accolades, uh, 30 years in comedy, created Windy City Heat. Wait a minute. Who's been in 30 years in comedy? Don Barris. I have not been in 30 years in comedy. That's a lie. 1985. 20, 28 years in comedy. That's about 30 years, is okay. it? Okay, I'm going to do it again. All no, right. just keep it going. Show them how you screw up. These people look at you as a moron anyway. <laughs> look at look at, look at at Round Eye. Look what he's doing. <laughs> okay, go on. 28 years in the business. Uh, he is the warm-up guy for a famous television show. Can I name it? No, right? Yeah, why okay. not? Jimmy Kimmel Nobody, Live. He's also Nobody done... listens to this. What do you mean? I had I had 20,000 uh 28 views. people. No. You have, how many? Wait, on on one episode I had 20,000, not on the podcast, oh. on a video. But on I'd the be last 28,000? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I know you're doing like 100,000. No, you're wrong. How many are you doing? I thought we were talking about sports. Why do you got to dig into my life? Man? <laughs> Want me right. to dig into yours? No. Why'd you move over there? Uh, you have, an, you have better, a real attraction to Asian women, don't you? There's a lot of opportunity over here for me. Answer my wise. question. Do you, you have attraction to Asian women? Who doesn't? A lot of people well, you don't. You have They're, two Asian girls on your big three, uh, sorry, not no. on, big three, on the Ding Dong show, which got one me of them was recent. One of them left. Why? Quit. Uh, I'm not going to go into why, but okay. they quit. They may come back. And the other one was fired. The Chinese one. The, the Koreans hate Chinese people, don't they? I, I don't know. I, I, Koreans are nice people. They like everybody. They like me. Didn't? They like me. They've put me on the field at KBO games where I'm able to interview players and put it on YouTube and on my podcast. I wouldn't get that attention in MLB. And I'm on the verge of also possibly doing a TV show over here. So... This is why I'm over here, Don, and I'm getting my Ph.D. for free, and then I'm going to come back to the States when the time is right. So what you're going to do is you're going to lead these people to a point where you take their money and their trust, and then you'll ditch them. I may oh, that's really sweet of you. I may stay here a long time. I get five months off with my job as a professor, and that's plenty of time to spend with you at the comedy store. You're not going to spend that much time with me. Well, I, I, Maybe one or two nights. Well, that's, that's true. It. All right, listen, I want to give you a big thank you, Don Barris, because... For what? Yes, you fired me, or I quit as producer of, of the Ding Dong you Show. You were fired. You don't quit me. <laughs> it was mutual agreement. No, okay, you were fired. I couldn't fired. convert the yen over to the dollars, but now I've got yuan, which is much more easily uh Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. All right, that leads me to this question, which I was going to get to a little bit later. Is there any way to make the Tigers me... won't win the World Series? I don't think so. Well, you're, you're, you're living in the town where there's a team that can beat them. 
Okay, I'll just say this. Verlander is not playing very well right now. Right. Let me tell you this. Verlander has something most people don't have, and that's guts. Let me tell you this. If it gets down to it, you watch during the playoffs. Verlander's a different player in the playoffs. He will dig it up, and he will be a star. Mark my words. Write that down. All right, we have it recorded. But last year, you know, the uh, they got swept by the Giants, and he lost in Game One to Barry Zito. Yeah. So you know, you know what's funny about that? At the time, even though my Tigers were in the World Series, I was in New York in the middle of a hurricane. That's right, working for Jimmy Kimmel, protecting this country. Mm-hmm. That's the way I looked at it. You're a real American hero. Forget about Tim Propedic. Terrifying Tim. Oh, that's right. But um, the, the Big Three podcast plays a tremendous part in my life. It's a comedy outlet. It keeps me close to you, you know, even though you're 8,000 miles away. It's just brilliant. And people right now, I'm going to plug this and plug this and plug this. You've got to check this out. The Big Three podcast. You also have to check out the Ding Dong Show, which I don't know why isn't on Simply Don the Simply Don the Podcast Network yet. I guess it's a lot Okay, of you question my business senses? Well, all right, first of all, <laughs> no, let me tell you this, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, first of all, that show right. is on uh, Death Squad. That's Joe Rogan's network. Joe Rogan's network uh, is one of the most powerful web series or uh, websites of any pod in the podcast world. Last year, he was voted the best podcast in the world, 2012. And I'll just tell you this. They recently talked about my penis on the show, the last show that they had. And it's uh, he and Joe, Joe Diaz. Uh, let me tell you exactly. Another good podcast. Yeah. Church of what? what's happening now. Right. You go to the two-hour and 42-minute of episode 386 on the Joe Rogan Experience, and they'll talk a little bit about my penis. Well, I'm sure the baseball fans will be interested in that, especially the ones here from Asia. Well, I'm just saying, there's some of those guys that don't do well down in that general area. <laughs> Don, you're going to get me fired from my own podcast. How am I going to get you fired? We're talking <laughs> Dustin Verlander. That's right. And I found out when he was a rookie, guys used to call him Zoolander and tell him, shut up, Zoolander. Why? Because they pick on rookies, that's why. Um, so listen, the Tigers have had no Asian players to speak of. Have you had anything to do with that? What is it? First of all, when I watch a game, I see no race. Because to me, there's only one race, and that's the human race. That's right, but we, so, we focus on players here from the pacific rim who are going to go over to mlb like an ichiro like a ryu hyunjin who's tearing it up in la he's had a bit of a setback lost a couple of games what do you think about those guys coming over from the pacific rim and 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 doing well in mlb uh you know i don't know what to think i saw the other day pete rose came out and said he doesn't think that ichiro should be credited with his four thousandth hit well, What's you, your feeling? I, I think you do credit him. No, it's not MLB, but it's uh, Japan is almost up there, and you could call him the global hit king if he does pass Pete Rose, which I don't think he will. Um, hey, he, are you by your are you by your computer? Yes, I am. Go to uh, did you read out the last message that I sent you on Facebook. Okay. 
and uh, read it out loud. Get your blanking fingers out of that dirty blank and call. No, no, say the words. I, 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 I'm clean here. I'm, I'm a sports guy. All right, let's guy talk now. about let's talk about Cabrera. Okay, another another triple crown. Let me tell you this. What's that guy from Bal Davis from Baltimore? The guy who trails by what is it three or four now? Yeah. Home runs. Mm-hmm. What if he gets hurt? What if the if guy he from gets Baltimore? Hurt, yeah. What, if he gets hurt. Without question, he will win back-to-back triple crowns. Without steroids. Without steroids. Mm-hmm. Think about that. He will easily, unless he gets hurt, which he's been getting hurt a little bit as of late. He's getting but up there can in you, age. Can you comprehend that? The previous triple crown, 1967, and now you're going to get a guy that does it back-to-back years with no steroids, hitting a lot of home runs, not the 60-some home runs those steroid guys did, but literally hitting big home runs. That is as impressive as anything we've seen in quite some time. Absolutely, and the pitching, I would say, is much tougher now. Oh, absolutely. Now, have, absolutely. You, have you gotten over to Dodger Stadium? I know you're friends with uh, Stephen Brody Stevens, and the, another guy who I like a lot, but... Uh, I don't know what happened to his podcast. It seems to have gone away. Anyhow, he's friends with a lot of these MLB guys. And have you seen? Re- Did you hear my first podcast? My simply down the podcast. No, is how do I get a hold of it? Uh, I think it's just on my website because I don't know how to put it up on uh, the other thing yet. On iTunes. But it but it had Brody Stevens on. You had like three guys on there, right? I saw the yeah. promo. Yeah. And. Uh, it was taped for Brody's show. His uh, he's doing a Comedy Central show. Enjoy that, right? Or whatever. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. A big Brody fan. Does, has he given up on the Festival of Friendship? I don't know. I think he's so busy now. I think you know he's going on this big comedy tour, like Dave Chappelle, a lot of real heavyweights. I saw that he's they done. were in Texas. Yeah. Why don't they take good. you, Don? Because nobody knows anything about me. And, and that's a shame because people ask me, who's your favorite comedian? I used to say Howard Stern. They're like, Howard Stern's not a comedian. Now they say, who's your favorite comedian? Don Barris. Who's he? Windy City. And they say he's not a comedian. Why did you tell me that? No, ah! no, 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 no. People should know about you. Uh, it, it's a travesty. It's a shame. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I listen to you more than any other comedian, more than any other podcast. You've got two excellent podcasts now. Three, three, three. Excuse me, three. Big. And by the way, we have breaking news here, Don. Could you please give the give the listeners, uh, hopefully, who will become big three fans, give them that breaking news right now. This is breaking news from Don Barris. Well, wow, this is real pressure. Well, it's not official because we have to wait for the fans to vote. But when will this thing be played? Like December? No, 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 no. I'm pretty good with editing. When uh, will it be done? Probably early next week. Okay, and that's when you'll put it out? Mm-hmm. Well, this past Friday we released a show on the Big Three Network and on iTunes. The, uh, the Big Three podcast came back for possibly one show, possibly more, because I've come to terms with Perry... I realize this is something that 
a lot of because we we ended the show, right? And what was really nice, they started like a big three fan page. I'm and a part of it. Kind I'm of, a part of it on Facebook, the big three uh, fan club. You're a part of it, have mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm, Are you? Mm-hmm. By the way, people are stealing from me, motherfuckers, motherfuckers. They're stealing Perry. Or they're no, trying well, they to. Tried, they tried to take Perry. Everybody tries to take Perry, but some guy now has Tennessee Ernie tuxedo. Well, did they, I heard he went somewhere else from the Ding Dong Show? But you got your. You, you, he got permission, right? About a year no. ago or something? No. To do uh, Tim and Eric. Who are Tim and Eric? A comedy team? They uh, they have a TV show and they did a movie, Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. Okay. Uh, pretty funny, but you know, uh, some people say that they must have been influenced somewhat by the Ding Dong Show. I know that they've been there. I've heard about it. You know, a lot of people uh, have been influenced by it. No, they haven't. <laughs> but these guys I have been. I mean, they used Tennessee on there, but there's a group of guys that just took them. And what I've done for seven years. And I know nobody knows about what I'm doing because over there they don't give a damn about Don Barris. I've got listeners I've in America, in England, all over the globe, Don. In England. How many people in England listen? Australia. How many people in Australia I, listen? Well, I don't, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. We have oh, isn't there. that convenient? We have people over there. Ask me the numbers on mine. What are the numbers on yours? None of your fucking business. <laughs> On iTunes, our big three hits about 10,000 a week. Probably on the... Uh, wow. Prob- more than 10,000, actually. Then on our, our website, we probably get another five. So we get about 16 on an average. Uh, on our uh, big three pod... Excuse me, on our Ding Dong show on Death Squad, we get 60,000 a week. On Death Squad for the and you oh, yeah. that's video and audio Death Squad video and audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy Brian Redman, I give him a lot of credit. He's changed the face of podcasting. He really has. Yeah, it's really a good thing. And you know what? He's actually trying to get us something good. Yeah, he's a, he sounds that's like a good guy. Fair. Sounds like a good guy. I listen to Rogan guy. once in a while. I'm not really into the MMA and all that, but sometimes like yeah, David Lee Roth on that was real interesting. Um, some really good people on there, but Don, we didn't really, uh, you know, let the listeners know about, you know, you and, and your background a little bit, but tell them about like, you know, what, what would you say is your crowning jewel in your, in your comedy jewelry box? Is it, is it Windy City Heat or is it the Ding Dong Show? I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. I think winning the 1983 Heisman Trophy was the (laughs) highlight of my life without question. Uh, Uh... And it's been kind of a downhill spiral ever since. Was that the year that Herschel Walker won it? Herschel Walker took second. Okay. All right. But but seriously, I mean, is it is it Windy City Heat? What's your baby? I know you created the Windy City Heat. People say other people jumped in and were creators. But I believe you found Perry. And without that, there's no Windy City Heat, in my opinion. Well, you're a very opinionated guy, aren't you? Am I right? Yeah, everybody does things, right? There'd be mm-hmm. no Windy City Heat if it weren't for other people. True. So anyway, uh, I, I think that the Ding Dong Show right now is the most fun because I don't have to 
screw around with Perry. Perry's a dreadful human being. For people that don't know, Windy City Heat was a uh, a movie and became kind of a cult classic thing, where we put some guy in a a movie, except it wasn't a movie. And that sounds like whoa, other people have done it. Well, we've been doing this for over 21 years with the same guy, and the the, the announcement that was going to be made, we're going to try and get this thing going in October, October 11th, 12th. 13th, we're having a birthday party of Windy City Heat being released on Comedy Central. Which you cast me in, and I thank you for that, and I show my students every semester the first class. You got a chance to be in there at yes, the end, right? that's right. Well, I that, appreciate that. Well, you're a good guy. Thank you. You're a good guy. And you deserve to be part of something fun, to tell you the truth. That's my opinion. Well, thank you. A lot, a lot of people hate you, but... <laughs> I don't look at it that way. Uh, so so think, it was. Yeah. Just, what's that? No, nothing. Go ahead. So I don't. Uh, so what we're trying to do is it's going to be kind of a crazy weekend. On Friday, we're doing a podcast from the main room, and we had a 20th anniversary of Perry jerking a guy off and getting, and getting a, a BJ from him. Randy Callahan. Right. Quit and bragging. Perry, I love, I, and I have to tell you, I've ripped off, what did I do, and quit bragging your line, so I, I, I want to thank you guys for that, and, I, and you know, people do get a well, chuckle out of that. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's funny, because when we ended the show, all these people kind of went crazy. I know. But that's, that's a compliment. And there's guys like uh, this Dustin Hedberg, who headed it up and rallied the troops, you, you got people in your corner. Oh, well, we're going to see what happens. There's a guy that stole from me. It's a guy at the comedy store. Okay. He decided to come up to the Ding Dong show and do a documentary film about one of the guys. Turn it Tennessee. Tennessee. What who, a piece who of Who was garbage. seeing like this Jessica Shores. I've been keeping up with that. Um, Jessica Shores is great. She's great for your show. and she's, oh, she's great. She's actually not a bad singer. No, she's not. And she... She has a uh, music video. What is it? Tech Tech Tonic, I yeah. believe it's called. Has over a million views. Unbelievable. Which is crazy. And she's part of the Ding Dong Show, and she came in there. And she's great because first she was engaged to be married to Tennessee. But and Tennessee they, but wouldn't they, marry. Right, they didn't make love. They never made love, and he wouldn't marry her until he sold his script for $30 million. So he, he was never able to do that. Mm-hmm. And... So she, then he eventually said that he had to uh, get away from her because she stunk and she's <laughs> no longer engaged. So that night, uh, she she said, I need to get on with my life. Is there anybody here who will have sex with me? And uh, I don't know if you know or remember, oh, what's his name? Why can't Jeff, I his name? Jeff, uh, Jeff Richard. From, right, Jeff I, Richard. Heard, I heard that on the, ding, on the podcast. From Saturday Night sure. Live, uh -huh. uh, he came up and made love to her immediately. <laughs> well, recently, she got married. Last what? weekend, wait, she got wait married. Wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't catch this one. Was this on the last one? Yeah, you'll find out. That's okay. coming out okay. in a few weeks. To who? Or you won't, you, it's, it's a teaser. I don't know. It's a teaser. I don't know the guy. Oh, okay. But I mean, she really got married. Wow. What, where is she from, Southern California? I don't know. I okay. have no idea. How do you recruit these people, Don? Because it's, it's, it's an art 
to put such a cast together. Right. Oh, absolutely. And you know what's like crazy? Is that people think, oh, it's so easy and there's nothing to it. And they try to take they tried to take Perry for years and they you know, and now these idiots, these hack uncreative assholes are trying to take because what I did and you know what? And the truth is I take normal people. Let's call them colorful. Okay. And but they all want one thing. They want to be in show business. Most people overlook these people. Well, I've become a master of figuring out how to make these people funny and setting them up perfectly. So what I've done with this one guy, for seven years, i figured out what's funny about him. And like anything else, these guys, because they want to be performers, what they do is they understand, if I say this, I'm going to get laughs. And so I will set that up constantly, <laughs> and they know to go there. No matter how crazy they are, no matter, it's anybody can do it. And I did it, but people think they can just take it. Well, this one guy, so for year, seven years I've worked with this guy. I found out all the interesting things about him. He was, uh, you know, he's... He controls he the weather? He control the weather. Right. He, uh, right, he feels ghost in him all the I mean, just every little thing that he has... Well, now, what they did, after getting all this material, they came to my ding-dong show, saw it, and they're making a, a short film about him. They made it. They're putting a film festival. And it's total garbage. Total it, garbage. It, they got but into it, a film festival. Yeah. Well, I want to interview you when I see you in uh, January about, about the baseball scene. I'm going to show you some video of the fans here, because as you know, maybe... I don't know if you know this, but I'm doing a documentary about the baseball fans in Korea, and I want to show you some video um, of, of a, a typical scene in the stands here, and tell me what you think about it when I see you. If, I can tell if, you if what you I would. think. Can, can I tell you right now what I think about it? Okay. I don't want to see the damn film. Okay. You can keep it. You shove the film up your ass, okay? <laughs> Rather interested in seeing your stupid film. Well, I, it's just footage of the fans. I mean, you might the yeah. beautiful Again, cheerleaders. Maybe you're not hearing me. I'll say it as plain as I can. I don't want to see a film about your fans, okay? Big deal. They cheer. They're hot cheerleaders. They're, they're eating hot chicken. Hot cheerleaders. Okay. Once again, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. Period. Seriously. Don't talk about it. Let's talk more about me. All right. Let's get back to you. You worked with Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Kinison. Yes, I did. I'm going to put you on speakerphone. Tell me if it's bad. All right. I did work with Andrew Dice Clay. And there's now talk. They might be nominated for an Academy Award. I know, I know, for Blue Jasmine. I listened to his podcast, which I love, Rolling with Dice and Wheels. Yep. Do you listen to it? Nope. It's 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 good. It's good. And Eleanor's on there, who's always been nice to me, and his, I'm proud Eleanor's of her. A, Eleanor might be one of the nicest human beings on the planet. She's I a, love she's her. She's a good girl, and... And Wheels is funny, even though he's you know, he's full of crap half the time. He he records these conversations with Dice, and Dice has no knowledge of them being recorded. Then he airs them. I don't know how he's gotten away with this like five or six times. I can tell you how. Dice is as stupid as a fucking stick. I, I, I didn't say that. I did. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I went on the road with Dice. I know you opened, you, you know, you performed. Tell, tell the listeners where you performed, the, the Mecca. <clears throat> what, uh, Madison Square Garden. That's right, the m world's most famous arena. Most yeah. famous arena. 
How was that, Don? How was it working with him going on the road, doing a movie uh, in Mexico? It, it was an unbelievable experience. One of the nice things Dice did, and I'll tell you something. Dice is a crazy guy, and he 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 can hurt people because you know you want his respect and things like that. And he just he's he just doesn't give it to many people. Mm-hmm. And went on the road with him. We had fun. We would fight constantly. We would <laughs> argue or fake fights. It was a time of my life, I'll tell you the truth. I will never, ever forget. He took me when I was playing uh, the comedy store at, in Westwood, which was a basement underneath a pizza restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he took me, let me do this movie with him called Brain Smasher, where I got a line and I lived across the hall for Terry Hatcher. Then he took me on the road and let me open for him. And, I mean, and plus... We had so much fun doing stuff, and then, you know, just all of a sudden, just things change, and it was like, I'm not going to say exactly, mm-hmm. you know, we both have our stories, but mine's right. Of course. Uh, you know, and the truth of the matter is this, though, but at that time, when we did that movie, when we did Brain Smasher, I cannot tell you how much fun that whole thing was. On the road, we were in Portland, Oregon, shooting it. Uh, there was a lot of, like, Terry Hatcher was in it, but they also had all these just crazy, crazy people in this thing. And it was so fun. It was, I remember it was a little cool up in Oregon at the time. And I just remember, I hadn't been around cold in a while. I'm originally, as you know, from Michigan. Saginaw, just, Michigan? Saginaw Township, Michigan. Sorry. And it, it was just so fun every night we go they had one it, during the time it was many years ago and they had if you wanted to order a movie you would play the movie but it was like a dvd was played or maybe it was in a tape at the time i don't know they would put that in and then you'd watch it and then people have to wait till after that movie if you wanted to watch a movie they'd have one tape for all the tvs in the hotel wow. even though it was a nice hotel mm-hmm. the heath code i believe it was called but every night we went there, and what movie did we watch? Oh, why can't I think of it? Oh, jeez, I'll think of it in a second. It was so good. It might have been Blue Velvet. Could it have been Blue Velvet? It couldn't have been Blue have been... Jasmine. No, it was too <laughs> early. I don't know. Anyway, have you seen Have you seen the movie Blue Jasmine? Uh, is 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 he worthy of an Academy Award? I haven't seen it. I talked to somebody that knew him, and said they said no. But who's really worth it? I'll tell you this. On one of those movies that Dice took me on, he took me on this thing that Frank Stallone did, and it, another great time. They had, like, everybody from uh, Sylvester Stallone was in it. This was in Mexico, uh, right? Yeah. When, you, when yeah. you only ate once a day and lost 30 pounds or something? I didn't lose 30 pounds, no. Or Dice did? Uh, no, no, it was just, I had one meal a day because it was just crazy because I had never, when I toured with Dice, I had no responsibilities. I was a comic and my responsibility was fighting him and calling him <laughs> like that. Calling him what? I'm sorry. What's that? What did you call him? Dunce. Andrew Dunce. Clay. Dunce. <laughs> <laughs> I would try to embarrass him when people were kissing his ass. I just talked about how stupid he was. And he loved 
I mean, it was really fun. But for the first time, because we started out this movie, and, and, uh, mm -hmm. Dennis Hopp also in it, too. We started this movie in uh, Miami, but I guess they didn't pay union. So they, the unions came there, and they started beating people up. Ooh. Oops. The phone just fell. Sorry. No problem. They started beating people up, so they moved to Inextapa, Mexico. And down there, nobody else would go with Andrew, or they couldn't go. So I had to be the guy that would wake him up. And it was just so bad. And it became a thing of just a war. He's not into alarm clocks. Me? I'm not into waking up. No. I'm not in responsibility. Yeah. Your schedule is unique. Can you take us through your day? All right. Uh, <laughs> I try to wake up by 2 in the afternoon. That's right. I usually don't. I probably watch... Uh, uh, I know I want, I'll try to make it at least by 2.30, and I'll watch Pardon the Interruption. Then I'll watch Sports Center. Then I start my day of working on the computer. But then, now I've got to leave for Jimmy Kimmel to do the audience warm-up at 4.30. And then I do that, come home, work on my podcast a little bit more. Around 12.30, I go over to the comedy store, do an hour on stage, 90 minutes. Then I eat eat or come home and work all night. Is there any is there any deviation out of that? I know you're kind of a creature of habit. Are there any times when you take a trip up to Santa Barbara, just you and uh, you know a friend or a girlfriend or the movie? I, well, I'll tell you one thing that was like really cool. I was actually lucky enough to be invited to Jimmy Kimmel's wedding. And it was in Ojai, California which is like an hour and a half, two hours away. Right. Stern was talking about it on his show. Yeah. How Actually, was it? How was it? It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Okay. And you, know, and I, you feel so happy for Jim. People don't know what a great guy Jimmy Kimmel is. He's always been, always been nice to me, him and Cousin Sal, and God rest Uncle Frank's soul. They really make you feel like you're, you know, you're, you're part of the family, or at least nice to you. The anniversary of Uncle Frank passing on was last week. How did that go? I missed it. I'm sorry. How did it go? Well, how how was the show? Was it tough? Was it emotional? Well, we were actually on vacation. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, but it, it was uh, it well anyway. I went to this wedding, and what was so nice it had been the first time that I had been out of town literally in years. Wow. I mean, actually. I went to. Uh, you went to New York for work in Chicago, I think. But this is your first well, we like getaway. We went to Sundance this year, but mm -hmm. again, that like we went there and left. Uh, here, it was like you could do things, or you just stay in your room, and it was like nice because I was there with Mary Jane, and it was just who does an unbelievable job for you guys, and has been with you through thick and thin for. I would say the better part of 10 years almost. Mary Jane's unbelievably great. Yeah. Unbelievable. Tell her I said hello if you would. I'm lucky to be with her, I'll tell you. Now, Don, I, are there ever going to be little Dons or Mary Janes running around? Uh, you never know, do you? 
Because I know you love children, and I know you're great with children. Yeah, yeah, but you never know. Okay, that's good. It's good to hear. Um, out of this whole crazy ride, Windy City Heat, Jimmy Kimmel, the Ding Dong Show, meeting, you know, people from Tammy Faye Baker uh, to, like I said, Dice to uh, I, you, I don't know. I don't know if you met Michelle Obama, but she was on the show. What has been uh, what has been your favorite one of your favorite moments? I know there have been a lot of favorite moments, but just one of your favorite moments uh, out of all of that. And can you can you give us a little a little bit about that? I'll tell you something. It, it sounds really stupid because it's like one of those. But I came from a place, Saginaw Township, Michigan. It isn't exactly the hubbub of anything, and I think that a lot of people that are in that position, they don't see much farther than Saginaw Township, Michigan. And, you know, to come out to Hollywood and get any kind of anything, that you know, like any kind of praise at all. And what was really nice was Windy City Heat was produced by Jimmy Kimmel. And, I mean, he was he was the guy that, you know got behind that thing and got it made, did everything. So, Jimmy, there's no show, without question. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he was very proud of it. So what he, he did is he showed it to everybody. And so the bands would come on the show knowing about us. I mean, it was like a, 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 a cool instance of that where people, bands were, famous bands were kind of like, wanting to meet me and Mole and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, one night we were on stage, and Jewel was on the show. And between her first song and second song, she's out on the main stage outside, and a lot of guys in her band were really into Windy City Heat, and they were, wanted pictures with me. <laughs> and it was kind of a nice thing because, you know, like I said, I'm from Saginaw Township, Michigan, and Jewel went out there and said... uh that between the breaks, she goes, oh, see this guy right here? He's got a movie called Windy City Heat, and most of my band would do that thing around the penis area because they love him so much. And I was like, holy... I mean, and you know, and I I remember uh, Quentin Tarantino saying to... uh, uh, Who's the guy that was in the Tarantino movie, The Inglorious Bastards, the director that did all those... uh, I, Eli Roth? I don't know. Okay, he came on the show, Eli Roth, and they, and Jimmy said, these guys want to talk to you. And just Quentin Tarantino was saying to Eli Roth, see, I told you, come on, Kimmel, we get to meet Don Barris, talk about Windy City. And I was like, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, it's just, so when you say the moments that you were, I was part of a project because of Jimmy and because of Mole and, that people that I have the utmost respect for came out and told me how much they loved it. So that's kind of a thrill, because I think everybody looks for acceptance in some way. And that makes it all worth it, right? No, no, no. Not not really. (laughs) I mean, it's got to help. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I can only imagine how hard you work on a movie and you know the the preparation you have to go through to deal with Perry on the Big Three podcast, 
And I've kind of gotten a taste of that, uh, just a fraction preparing for these podcasts, going out and interviewing these guys. The league, the, the league here has finally given me some credit um, to, to talk with players and go to the stadiums, and, and it feels good. I mean, I had somebody ask me for an autographed T-shirt the other day, a podcast T-shirt, and um, I have to say that was kind of cool. Uh, it seems like we got carried away and we're no longer talking about me. Well, that's right. Now, Don, how, right. how would you, seriously, how would you make my podcast better? I don't know if you've ever listened to it before. Oh, no. I don't, no. I don't expect you to probably listen no, I to it haven't. ever. I, I haven't. <laughs> but it's a sports, it's about baseball in the Pacific Rim. I'm interviewing players, I'm interviewing writers, I'm interviewing scouts. Uh, I'm not strong or funny enough to carry the whole program, so I always have a guest. I brought in my cousin Nino from New York from time to time, who's a baseball uh, coach for years. Can I just take a guess? What's that? The ratings went through the roof when he was on. Well, he's been on many episodes. He was actually on with Justin Kutcher of Fox Sports, uh, MLB play-by-play guy. I'm trying to line up Joe Buck, who I worked with for years in the booth. I think he'll probably do it. Um... But what do you recommend I do to make it maybe more entertaining? Well, I want a comedian spin on it. I got to tell you this. I've realized one thing. I go to the comedy store, close it out seven nights a week, and I've done it for years. Last time I didn't do it was when Kimmel got married for two days. But I'm there almost all Before that, it was January. Mm-hmm. I never miss a night. I'm there every single night. So when I go up on stage, I finally realized I am the worst stand-up comic ever. <laughs> Meaning that my mind goes to places that nobody else goes to. And it's probably not good for a baseball type of crowd. See, I'd, I'd screw with the guys. I couldn't help it. I would try to make them look stupid. I would do things that would not help you at all. Right. I, I, would, I would probably be blackballed from all the stadiums. Right. <laughs> so when I say that my style would be to screw with somebody, mm-hmm. but to not let them know they're being screwed with. Right. And that's what I would do. But, you know, again, but anybody else who saw that would, like, really be upset with you. Yeah. There's a lot of big egos in baseball. Uh, any other suggestions? <laughs> uh... I don't know. We're doing, you know, fan giveaways, listener questions. You win a T-shirt. You win a coupon to my sponsor, Taqueria, uh, 042-242-160. By the way, I I, I thank you for having What the Hawk as a sponsor because what happened was I got a sponsor, a Mexican restaurant in Tejon, South Korea, run by Mexicans, owned by Mexicans, Taqueria for the finest cuisine in all of South Korea, in my opinion, Taqueria. Um, I had a player on, Jojo Reyes, who's from Southern California, Mexican-American. We started talking about Mexican food here in Korea. He pitches for the SK Wyverns. We started talking about Taqueria. So I I said after that, I said, all right, Taqueria, uh, why don't you you come on my show as a sponsor? And there you have it. So I kind of ripped off the uncle, the uh, what the huck thing there, Don, and thank you for that. At least you admit it. Yeah. A lot of these guys, there's nothing new, but when you take something of somebody you know, and you're clearly taking it from them. 
but you've given me a lot of good ideas uh, for podcasts and for format and everything. Like I notice on your big three podcasts, you have different segments. Um, you have uh, Movie Time, which I hope comes back. You have Mole Play, which is the the culmination of everything. I don't have anything like that, but what do you what do you think about if I had a baseball player do some some improv or charade type of thing on camera? Hey, some jocks improvising that would be silly. <laughs> you know what you got to do? You got to bring hookers. <laughs> Not that they'll do anything, but they flirt with the entire time. They don't. Just how embarrassed they are. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, you worked with Dice. You worked with the late, great Sam Kinison. Uh, how did that go? I didn't really work with the late, great Sam Well, you, ha- you were actually, you worked in the same club with him. And it sounds like, from the Mark Marin podcast that I caught you on, he somewhat terrorized you. Well, he terrorized a lot of people. You have to understand this. I came from Saginaw Township, Michigan, kind of off the bus, and I was, I'd was i never done anything beyond maybe drinking, maybe smoking the marijuana, and then he introduced myself and a lot of other people to a drug called cocaine, mm-hmm. and that was kind of crazy. This was but, the 80s, right? This was the 80s. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like, it's one of those things that, what an experience. But the thing that was great about the Mark Marin show, WTF, I think it's, yeah. Uh, see, Mark and I, there must there's one other guy that was kind of there that was like starting out that experienced what was going on during that time, which was a lot of torment. And it was kind of fun to talk to him about it because... We were kind of there, and we both got really weirded out by the experience. So we both left town. You know, a lot of people left town. The strong ones came back. The weak ones, you know, there's a lot of, to make it in show business, there's a lot of times you can say, oh, what am I going to do? I mean, you lived in your car. No one has come back stronger than you. Over six months of time, twice I did that. Six months with oh. people telling you you're going to amount to nothing. Oh yeah. How did you find the strength to get into a, a, a you know a position where you created a movie, you starred in a movie, now you're on top of the podcast world? In my opinion, yes, I have a lot of opinions, but how did you rise out of the the ashes, so to speak? I'll tell you, you know, I think that it's really about being. You can't let yourself get caught up in the negative. I remember there were gang members that would come up to my car. I'm sleeping in my car and they would tap on the windows with guns asking for a cigarette. And I was so frightened because I'm sleeping in the front seat of my car. And I remember, uh, one time my wheels were more than six inches away from the curb mm-hmm. because I had to pull it. It was a, like a circle. I remember they gave me a ticket and I'm thinking, Oh my God. Can't you see I'm not really doing well? I'm sleeping in a piece of crap car, and I'm sleeping in it. You're going to give me a ticket for being like eight inches away or whatever it was, even if it was two feet. Come on, man. Have a heart. And it was just so bad. But what I just did, I'll tell you, you know, people believe in what they believe, and I just prayed a lot, and I just really... 
believe that God would take me through it. And that was where it became a positive thing for me. I really, really mean that. That was like crazy. Because that's when you have nothing. And I just kept saying, I'm not going to get beat. And I would go to the comedy store every night and see these comics. And I knew I was funnier than most of them. And I, I didn't have underwear that didn't have holes in them. Jeez. How do you categorize you? That, that, by the way, congratulations for pulling through it again and, and getting to a, a point of, of uh, secu- you know, you're in a secure, good spot right now, in my opinion. Um, okay, I forgot the next question. This is like a Brian Cosby moment where I forget. By the way, Brian Cosby's back, or I heard him a few podcasts ago. Is he back for good or more or less a guest uh, appearance here and there on the, on the um, Ding Dong show? there because he <laughs> I don't know if you heard the one and I mean it's it's sad to talk about but he called me to tell me how his father passed away I saw and that father, he got run over that's very sad well his father he was a guy that uh, liked to drink a lot yes and he got put in jail because he was on probation and he was found naked in a McDonald's bathroom woman's bathroom his pants down so that was the final thing so they put him in jail and he comes out and a couple days after he got out he was picking up bottles on the freeway on the road (laughs) the car hit him Uh, but you've been um, you've been like a a, like a guiding light or or a, a figure of stability to many of these people you're surrounded by a lot of people who are in dark places, who are medicated, have mental problems. I mean, uh, Sam the Armenian Comedian probably comes from the best, most functional background out of everyone. Possibly. Um, but how, I mean, uh, can you talk about that a little bit? How, these, you know, not, not only, yeah, you, you do put these people in your show and, and this is something that benefits you and them as well. It, it, I don't really know how it benefits me. I've been doing this, uh, like I've been doing the Perry thing for over 21 years, and I've had one okay payday and one adequate. And one, when we made the movie, I got a nice paycheck for that, but it wasn't worth all the, you know. But, you know, because of that, you know, I got to meet Jimmy Kimmel, and I've worked on his show for, you know, ten and a half years now. That's pretty good. That's a steady job. And how often do you get a steady job in Hollywood? So I was very lucky there. Uh, I, uh, I just, I think that I don't, I don't look at these people as bad people. I've always looked at them as people that want to perform. They have what they want to get out there and they want to perform. And that's what I'm trying to do. Let, I give them a, a place to perform. I would protect them more than most people because I think it's kind of bullshit what people do. Uh, well, you, because you, you they get them, them, your understanding to them, which a lot of people wouldn't be. I mean, you would, you'd probably be a great psychologist if you know if you went through the schooling and everything, or even a I, psychiatrist. I did a little bit. But I'll tell you one thing that I, I really found, and I really mean this. Again, one of the things I did when I was uh, when I was in my car, I was like, 
sleeping in my car, and I remember people treated me like a bomb. I remember I, my car, the only thing, the thing that I slept in, and then I could go over to this gym and shower every day. And I remember at one point, I needed a new battery, so it would always be something hard to start up. Mm-hmm. And so every morning, I'd have to get a jump from somebody. Oh. I remember there was a guy that worked as a janitor at a church, and I remember asking him one day when he came by, you know, because I'd wake up, and I'd want to go take a shower, and I'd have to get a jump from somebody. And I remember him saying to me, every day you've got to get a jump. Once you get a job, you bum. It's like, holy crap. And I remembered what I took out of that more than anything. And I think that homeless people, people that come up to you, uh, I think that the people that walk through them and act like they're not even there are just, I get it. Because they're just like, oh, you're a bum, get away from me, I don't even want to see you. And I remember feeling, and I made a promise to God that anytime anybody comes up and asks me for money, I'm not going to give them nothing. I'm going to give them something because it's a little change. It might be a dollar's worth of change, but it's somewhat respect. Mm -hmm. And I always look them in the eye and say, God bless you. Doesn't mean that much, and I, you know, but the thing is, I think the good omen has given me an opportunity because since I started doing that, I've never been broke. I've always had some kind of work. So I think that you treat people with respect and you get respect. I really believe that if you give positive vibes out in the world, positive comes back to you. You give a lot of negative shit, negative shit comes back at you. Well, I'm hoping these podcasts, uh, you have a payday off of them and start getting some sponsorship. I don't know. I don't see why not. I mean, um, you, you're getting 15,000 downloads. It, it's, it's all about who you know. It's about, because I'll say this. It was really funny when we stopped doing the podcast, the Big Three podcast. So many people like, oh, my God, this was my Friday. I yeah. want to die. And it was like. I felt bad for these people. I mean, I felt like, my God, I touched them in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't and, realize it because you get caught up in everything, and then you sit, you sat back when it ended, and you saw. And it was very touching that last episode. I, I actually felt real sorry, felt for you. You, you were honest. It was such an honest moment. You were very emotional. And well, I worked really hard, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to tell you that that fight between um, William Randolph Hearst III and Perry, uh, that was very intriguing to me as a sports fan. And by the way, that William Randolph Hearst, what an unbelievable job he does. That is That he, guy is money. Yes, he is. Holy cow. Well, he's going to fight him at the, uh, <laughs> I believe, if we have this thing. You know, like I said, the, this Friday we just had a chance for the fans to vote if they want the big three to go on. If they do, we're going to do that 10th anniversary weekend, October 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. I wish I could and come in for it. I wish you could, too. On, on a Sunday, the VIPs, the paid VIP tickets, uh-huh. they get to go to Perry's house for a chili cookout. Chili cookout. And Nobody's in, coming to my house! <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah. But, but we're going to have a... Uh, 
I think William Randolph Hearst is going to come there to settle the what's going on. <laughs> that guy is great. Now, what's his background? Uh, he used to run Vice Magazine. Okay. <clears throat> He's brilliant. He is brilliant. Can we say his name? Uh, no. Okay. Anyhow, William Randolph Hearst. Uh, uh, but what nice he's put in Bill, mm-hmm. his casket when he dies, he's having a copy of Windy City Heat put in there. Really? Wow. Yeah. He f- did he? Did you know him before you you made it or Windy City Heat or he he he's one of the people you met after? He discovered it and loved it so much. He put us on the cover of Vice magazine. When was that? Right after uh, the release. Uh, yeah, sort of. Okay. Might have been the DE release. I can't. Uh, maybe it was the. But I'm telling you this, the guy was so into it, and I mean, Vice magazine was a very big magazine at one time. He know they bought him out, but the truth is, is that that was such a great thing. That was so wonderful for us. He gave us some some kind of recognition, and he has told everybody. I mean, Johnny Knoxville, who almost did the sequel with us until Perry screwed it up with his damn lawyer, uh, he found out about it through that guy. That's what I wanted to ask you. Now, I mean, you're going forward again with the podcast. You feel like you're um, – because I remember you saying it's going to be this year and that's it. Are you under the gun right now to get this movie done or get a reality show? Because yeah. in my opinion, I know this has become sort of unhealthy for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, the truth of the matter is this. I'm going to do it till the end of the year. If we don't have any money, because I'm tired of taking... I'm the only one that puts any money into it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else feels they have to. Mole doesn't? That's the way it's been for 21 years. Yeah. So I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to give it till the end of the year. We're going to do a, uh, a fund anything coming out very soon. I know that nobody there will care, but this fund anything... It's uh, Donald Trump's Kickstarter, okay. the version of Kickstarters. And uh, Mike August, who worked with Adam Carolla to get their Fund Anything account, and they got over a million dollars. Wow. We're going to do something like that. And hopefully, if we don't get all the money we need, we get somebody who realizes, wow, I didn't know they wanted to do this. Let's produce this. Mm-hmm. And then we do a reality series. I hope this is the I hope this is the big break you finally get, you, and you deserve after being at the comedy store since '85, living in your car, doing comedy, you know, stand up, warm ups, work until two in the morning every night. Nobody works harder than you, Don. Well, I'll tell you this. You know what's like funny, and I'll tell you one thing that I watch. I've watched a couple people. I watched Dice Clay, and I watched Jimmy, mm-hmm. two of the f***ing guys I know. Dice, when he's getting ready for a movie, it's all about working out. It's about all this crap. Dice is very dedicated. And Kimmel, you see how hard he works. You remember going to some of the – maybe you never went to the – do you ever go to the football things that he added his No, phone? no, I, I hope to go sometime. Well, he doesn't do it anymore. Okay. Sal, does Sal do it? Uh, they do it at a bar, yeah, mm-hmm. or at least they used to. Okay. Do it at a bar, but anyway, I just watched those guys and I thought, you know what? 
I, I'm all in on this. This is, you know, I either make it doing this show business shit or I'm done. No, you'll make it's, it. You're making it. You're making it. You're almost there. I just wish you got it. Wish you got some sort of an agent to get you more money for your podcasts or commercials or something. I mean, I, I think you're underexposed in terms of you doing something that can really pay you. You know what's like really funny? There's a lot of these podcasts, like Joe Rogan and that, uh, Brian Callen. I don't know if you know. Do you know who Brian Callen is? No. Brian Callen's been in two of the three uh, Hangover movies. Okay. Which character? Yeah, actually, what's that? Which character? Uh, in the first one, he played a guy with an accent. Okay. I, I you know. One of Ken Jeong's uh, henchmen or something? No, I think I I don't re- really no. It wasn't Hen. He was a guy like talk like Persian. Okay. Anyway, he also he also was uh, dating Fiona Apple at one point. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he uh, guys like that. They go on these shows and they talk about me a lot in a real positive manner. Somebody wrote to me tonight talking because, like last night, I'm very serious. Uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast, they talked about my penis, <laughs> <laughs> and it was how, uh, and you know, and it was like, wow, I can't. But, but so, so somebody on Facebook told me, hey, uh, they talked about your penis on Joe Rogan at this point, and then somebody else, oh, they talk about. Don Barris all the time on Death Squad, which is, so there's a lot of people that say stuff, but you know what, it means nothing, it means nothing, but I have some respect from people, I guess. So, you, the big three's coming back, you're hoping for it, that movie. I don't know if it's coming back in full, it, like we said, this will start airing uh, midweek after the Friday that we made the announcement. We're going to let the fans decide if they right. want us to come. Because my my feeling was, Perry has screwed with them so many times, quitting, doing this, doing that. And there were so many people that wanted to come out here. Even now, you know, I, we wanted to make the announcement and start selling tickets like a month and a half ago. I remember, we, I remember. We couldn't because of Perry. Mm-hmm. And it's because I, I did want to have somebody come all the way out here pay for a a plane ticket, a hotel, and then Perry to have quit. Do you think we'll uh, ever get to see John Quincy Adams? I don't know. Okay. I've seen him. A few. He was in my apartment yesterday. He was? How's he, he doing? I He seemed well, but when I came in here, you see, what happened is this. Uh, oh, somebody's making a big three game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's another thing. You get these cartoons. You got, I mean... It is a pop uh, a cult classic uh, podcast. It's a it's a niche market. Anyhow, getting back to Quincy. Uh, so yesterday, I, I guess the podcast is going to be these phone calls that we made to Perry to talk about coming back and doing the podcast again. And so when I came to my place, guess where John Quincy Adams is in my apartment in my bathtub. Whoa! With yeah, with Juan Des. No, Wandez has passed away. Oh, Wandez, uh, uh, on the boat? Yeah. Did Perry murdered him, too? Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Um, yeah, I'm glad the bowl got out of that thing all right. All right, big three video game. Run through the streets of Chicago and collect your rewards and break through obstacles while avoiding dangerous enemies such as Javajo ghost dogs, <laughs> mud sharks, Derek's products, and more. Select the character of your choice, Don, Perry, or Mole, and see how long you can survive while jumping, running, smashing through barriers, and using special powers. Also complete in the bonus room, Perry's pie time. Who that lady that go in the movie? Jimmy Quincy's joke time to earn extra points. Players around the world be able to compete with other, with each other to earn high scores on the big three leaderboard. Characters, Mole, can throw red bats and blue bats to kill enemies. He's not extremely fast, especially as to exhale a cloud of cherry wood tobacco smoke to suffocate enemies on the screen. <laughs> not beat enemies by throwing microphones or something else if you have a better idea. The most good-looking character of the three, he is strong. He can easily break through walls and knock down obstacles. His special ability is to activate death rays that shoot out of his piercing blue eyes. <laughs> Harry, the weakest character of the bunch, slow <laughs> throwing caravello cookies <laughs> that means to destroy them his special ability is to let out a loud scream <laughs> shedding and causing all enemies with an earshot to explode violently that's this that's, guy's sincere he said he was going to make a big three game is this a pitch? Is this a pitch? no this is a guy that's making it uh, but he, he has makes, to get your permission yeah yeah well who cares you tell me if somebody puts an online game on the internet. I want a dime from. It. If he makes money, it's a whole different thing. Right. But I think just putting it up there, and just for publicity, it's well worth it. This guy understands the podcast pretty well. I'd say. Um. So what else, Don? So anything else you're working on? Uh, yeah. There's a movie I'm doing. Kind of. Kevin. Uh, uh, let me see. I'll tell you in just a second. Maybe. I can't think of the guy. Uh, Kevin Pollock, maybe? Who's another big, famous Kevin? Kevin, uh, Spacey? Not Kevin Spacey. Kevin Costner? No, not Kevin Costner. Well, this is, this is really stupid. This is probably entertaining as hell. Wait a minute, <laughs> I'm on your show. <laughs> it's gotta be more entertaining than anything else you've done. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking at my... I, I did have a network play-by-play -play guy on, just to let you know. Yeah, okay. I've had uh, Andy Dick on my show. I know, but I'm hoping that, that you know, some, what of you your, some of your listeners will listen to this and I'll get that one bump, that one big show. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. We should put it on my thing. On the Big Three Podcast Network? I mean, sorry, on the Simply Don the Podcast. On my Facebook. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I will. I'll, you think so? I, I mean, if, just, if you allow me to. Yeah, of course. I appreciate that. I just want to... Anyway, there's some guy, a long time ago, this guy came to the comedy store, and I kept he kept asking me, God, there's just something about what's going on here. Oh, Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack, I said that. Oh, did you? I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Uh, anyway... This guy came and he said that he wanted to do. He, what should I do? You I said, said well, Kevin Pollock. Sorry, I said Kevin Spacey and Kevin Costner. Yeah. I stand corrected. I went in. I I tried to. Uh, he said, "What? What should I do? I want to be close to this. I find you intriguing." I said, "Well, what you should do you should 
do a documentary about a comic, the comics, and how sad it really is. So he did that, and it's, being, it's going to be called Misery Loves Comedy, and I guess I'm in it. I don't know if, you know, I guess they'll interview me. But I mean, other people in it, Christopher Guest, Dave Thomas, Dana Carvey, mm. uh, Alan Swibo, Bobby Slayton, Dana Gould, Andy Richter, uh, Joel McHale, uh, Lisa Kudrow, Penn Gillette, Harry Shearer, wow. Paul Reiser, Yezer, James L. Brooks, John Favreau, Jason Reitman, Kevin Nealon. So I'm one of those guys. So Some big, big names in there. You're in the company of some big names. Be the most unfamous of all of them. Are you still working on your, um, about 10, 12 years ago, we were with Stephen Green, the great uh, former Arena League football kicker. You were part one of, of ever one of the best Arena League football players ever who I got to see play in Bakersfield. He, he did a midfield tackle on a kickoff return. He kicked I think it I off. That. Yeah. And you and I helped him uh, train. And then we met the coach. And you talked about how you might be training for the Olympics or something. Never really got into which sport that was or anything. I think but, at the time, I put on, they had the board up there, and I erased the name of the punt returner, and I moved myself up to the number one punt returner <laughs> at the depth part. And then when the coach came in there and saw it, I don't know why that was funny, but a lot of people loved that. <laughs> I liked it. Oh, man, Don. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Oh, let's let's plug you. I'm how about Verlander? How about that, huh? Verlander, well, there's some problem. I just read an article today. Some big-name old-time pitcher didn't like what he saw with his mechanics. So I hope he stays healthy for you, Don. You need him. You know, Max is great and everything, but you need Verlander, too, because the Dodgers have Granky. They've got the best pitcher in baseball, Kershaw. They have an unsung hero in Ryuhi Unjin. With those yeah, three look, guys, they could go pretty far. now. Look what they're doing now. They they took him out of the game because of bad attitude. Oh, Puig, Puig, Puig? Yeah. That guy's unbelievable. Talk right, about. but but you know what? Now there's now scouts are telling him how to pitch him. And look at how his average is going down. He's he, still, he's you know, still he's an impact player. Past. What's that? He's still an impact player. Yeah, but you know what? Who would you rather have? Would you rather have him or Cabrera? No. Does, that's that's a no-brainer. All right. Who would you like? Look at who is, Let me tell you this. Cabrera is great. But you know what? A guy that uh, somewhat of an unsung hero, but he could be the guy hitting behind a guy who won back-to-back triple crowns. Prince Fielder has been an incredible addition to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. I. I would really like to see them do well. I'd love to see Verlander do well, too. I love how he hit a triple in the All-Star game, Prince Fielder, and, and slid in and got right up and said, yeah. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, getting back to this, the sort of the theme of this podcast, Coming to America Baseball, have you gone to any Dodger games and seen the Korean-American community there in L.A. kind of rejuvenated in terms of Dodger baseball? What do you want me to say? I have you have I mean you're closer to it than I am K Town yeah, and yeah, all that. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable what's going on. The Korean. Let me tell you this. The Koreans 
are, I think that anytime you have anything to look up to, like I said, when I was in my car, I prayed because it, it, it got my head somewhere. If a Korean people can look up and they can idolize somebody, I don't care what it is. If you can relate to somebody and they motivate you, no matter what it is, no matter what it's about, I love that. And the fact that I remember during uh, uh, Fernando Mania, mm-hmm. a whole group of people, just something that they loved, you know, and I, I think that anytime. And I think baseball is great for that because there's so many fans and they can pull for something. I think baseball is a great sport because it's a daily thing. You you don't pay attention for a week. A, a lot can change. Absolutely. And that's what I love about it. I really do love about it. I really stopped. I mean, I'll follow NFL a little bit, but I'm more now just a baseball guy. And even in the winter, I'm following the hot stove. And now... I'm getting into scouting a little bit with with the team. It looks like um, I'll be going to the 18 and under World Championships this weekend in Taiwan. But I, you know, this show's about Don Barris. Don, how do the fans get in touch with you? On as you, I always love you say to get in touch with us on the social medias. Social, social networks. Social networks. Excuse me. Barris and the social network. Uh, go to uh, simply Don One on my Twitter. Say something nice. I'd like to see that on Facebook's Don Barris. I think it's Don Barris on my uh, Vine videos. I love those Vine videos, and I, it's it's. I'm not one of these guys that does this thing that takes nine hours to put together, but I I find a lot of freaky things going on in this town, and in six seconds you can tell a lot, mm-hmm. a lot more than you think. I love Vine. And people, people actually kind of like my vines. I mean, I've heard people say wonderful things about it. I, I love that fight that you and, and Brody had. And in fact, I taught, I did a workshop on vines. I think I told you this on how you can use them in the classroom because I teach uh, ESL students, people that are learning, English second learners. And um, so simple thing, baseball, hat. Cleats, you know, just for learning vocabulary. But we we reenacted the uh, the one of the first uh, Brody Don fights with the shoulder, my shoulder, my knee. We reenacted that, and uh, I'll have to show it to you. I had some teachers reenact that. Yeah, send it to me. Okay, I'll send it to Brody. Okay, he must really be a good teacher, by the way. <laughs> well, I I did this in a workshop with other teachers. I had them reenact it, but thank you. Um, but yeah, you're on Vine, you're on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Don Barris, right? Yeah, follow the Big Three Podcast on the Big Three Podcast dot com, uh, on Death Squad, the Ding Dong Show, uh, simply down the podcast dot com, uh, and I know that they're on iTunes, but. I think there's problems. I I don't know. So look for them on iTunes. Look for them on those addresses. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, a lot of nice things are happening. Okay. Um, Anything else? Yeah. Why don't you stop asking me anything else? You run the show. You tell me when it's done. Okay. Well, I just want to make sure you get everything in there. And any advice for me, again, I can't really mess with these guys. They're nice enough to give me interviews. 
they're baseball players, you know, they're, some of them are tight, tightly wound more than others. Some of them could... Yeah. could Imagine jo- that they're all tightly wound. You know, it, see, like I said to you before, I'm the worst person to ask because my goal, even when I do stand-up, I don't do a lot of stand-up routines. My, my stand-up is pretty bizarre, but what I do is I play off the audience. And I usually, my goal is to see how far I can go because all I care about is an audience liking me. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I can go through the whole thing and I go on for an hour and nobody leaves. They don't laugh once, but they don't leave. I've accomplished myself in my act, but they always laugh, so I'm not worried. They do, and go see Don at the Comedy Store. He closes it out almost every night at Sunset, every Sunset, night. Sunset Boulevard, West Hollywood, next to the Hyatt, across from the House of Blues, Don, and if, and if you're in Los Angeles, come to the uh, Ding Dong Show, the longest-running show in the history of the comedy store, 10 p.m. Monday nights. I like to refer to it as the best-kept secret in Hollywood. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. We did an hour and 13 minutes. How long did you do with that stupid other guy? Which other guy? <laughs> what the, a the, lot, uh, of, lot of other guys. The uh, the announcer, network announcer that you've been pushing, like, hey, I did this guy. <laughs> 30 minutes. Wow, 30 minutes. Yep. Good for you. But um, thank you, man. Right. And I'll see you around you. January. Yeah, I'll bet you will. Okay. All right, later. Take Bye. care. Thank you. That was Don Barris, comedian extraordinaire. Oh, we kind of shifted gear this gears this week and went with the comedian. Uh, as always, you could reach me on Twitter, coming to A-M-E-R-B-B. Uh, that's Twitter, coming to A-M-E-R-B-B. I'm Philip Riccobono, uh, coming to AmericaBaseball.com podcast. Uh, for this week, that'll be it. Thanks a lot for listening. Take care.